coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. All right, guys, we are back. Round 15, your weekly NRL potty. We're with the big fella, Christian, mate. How was your weekend? Obviously, back to club football. Was it hard to adjust for you or you just, you know, it wasn't too bad? Obviously, we had a great week. It's not uh, hard to adjust, Cunnings, when uh, you go six from eight again. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck Parramatta. There you go. There's some energy. Yeah. There's some energy in the room here. We've um, yeah, we're recording a day early. The usual team list won't be out, but got a very hectic, chaotic week this week. So better to have some content than none at all. So yeah, what massive week? Six from eight with top sport plus four units and. The show rolls on. I don't think we really have much to discuss there. Just, yeah. I mean, it's it's tough at the top. I think we were going through our my uh, transaction history with good top sport, and we went sixteen in a row for the Lions. Um, I told you guys the proof's in the pudding. It's just you know round fifteen. You know we're up so many units that I probably need to count now. It was easy to be accountable, bro, but it's when you just flying. 22 and that's not including our golf bets which are coming up um so yeah if you're if you're getting on in everything you're having a field day absolutely <laughs> field day like i am i'm having a field day i'm pretty reserved i'm not you know i think that's why the, the bookies hate me so much because i'm pretty methodical um i only bet on certain things there's a clear trend there but yeah, guys, just get it, get around it. You know, it's we're flying. I, I'm, I'm speechless. For once, I'm speechless. I talk a lot of shit, but for once, I'm <laughs> for once, I'm fucking speechless here, mate. I, I might hand it over to you. <laughs> yeah, massive show. That's our weekly accountability. Obviously, our weekly NRI news we're about to dive into. Origin two around the corner. We're going to dissect and discuss what we think might happen or team selections going forward. Obviously, teams get selected at the end of this round. Back to our top sport Lions round 15 and the golf, as Christian just discussed, we promised we, we deliver on all majors every year, the US Open, big event there and last drinks, we'll see if we get to that or not. Um, we've actually, I'll, le- I'll leave it on the spot for you, bro. We've still got to do a best bet for the week or we can, we can just plug that in on the Instagram. We'll reassess. Oh, the old, the old best bet. Uh, that crueled me. We were flying and then Cobbo. Oh. He did, he did get bashed. They went after him. Yeah. And I'm not surprised he had to sit that one out. He would have had a few bruises. He, you know, he played well, the, the young kid. But I'll tell you what, there was a clear game plan there to welcome him to Origin. And I think he felt it afterwards. But, yeah. Then an intercevo. Look, you know, looking back on that, I'll probably jump the gun a little bit. It was probably a big ask for the big unit to to perform like we remembered him after an ACL injury. We'll talk about Parramatta later. Jesus. Yep. How, 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 I wonder how Popey's feeling. How are you feeling, Popey? I miss you, buddy. <laughs> Mate. Cash out's looking good. 
Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're off the bottom. They're off the bottom. <laughs> they're off the bottom. Oh, in the race, he says. In the race. This I still think good. he's a fuck, mate. I still think he's a fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway. All right, I'm going to give you a bit of a wrap this week, though. I might give you a bit of a wrap. I've got plenty to talk about there. Love it. This is great. All right. Our weekly NRL news. So, Origin 2 around the corner. And we do know that every year the NRL, the international game, have a mid-season representative round. So, the likes of Tonga, Samoa often play each other. New Zealand. This year, I think, believe it's Tonga taking on New Zealand. Fiji are in there. I want to kind of pull this apart because the rumours are Olakuatu, the Manly Seagulls damaging edge back rower, is set to choose Tonga over New South Wales, representing the Blues, playing the pinnacle, in my opinion, origin football. Nothing against him. He might not even make the origin team. He might not have made it, but just that's what, you know, he's come out, his beliefs are, which you've got to respect that, good on him. And then we've got Daniel Tupo. He's, I, he, I thought he was going to choose Tonga in this situation, but apparently he's come forward and stated he wants to continue representing the Blues for the rest of the Origin season this year and hopes to represent Tonga at the end of the year for the Rugby League World Cup. So, Christian, what do you gauge? We won't make it personal yet, diving into the players, but what do you just gauge of the overall situation? Players having to pick Origin football or representing their heritage when arguably at the end of the year when there's no football, they they can pick what way they go anyway. Is it a bit of a shit show? Yeah, it's a bit of a timetable stuff up, isn't it? I reckon. Just yep. for this year. Like, I don't mind it any other year. Um, but I guess as much as I, I like that representative round, you know, the, the other nations coming in and having a crack, maybe save it. I don't know. Maybe save it for the end of the season or something. It's just you, players shouldn't have to choose. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because you're allowing these lesser nations, and when I say lesser nations, like in terms of talent, um, to choose whether they play origin or not. But then when it comes to the big guns, you know, New Zealand, they're not allowed. It's just, yeah, I don't really understand that. Um, again, it's just one of those little things that I think the NRL need to tidy up to get, get the better end product. Um, it's just a timetable stuff up. Like they're going to play for their country at the end of the year. Do we really need it this year? Probably not. World Cup year. Maybe yeah. they want some warm ups or whatever. But maybe I don't know. Don't put it around Origin time. Um, I don't think Olakawatu is he's in an unbelievable form. I, I rate him highly, but I don't think he probably gets picked for Origin anyway. He's still got a couple of mistakes in him. Mm. Um, he's just not really that Origin build yet. Um, damaging ball runner. Um, but yeah, he's not really that origin mold. You know, we saw what an origin type player does and, you know, with the likes of Carrigan and Cotter, that's the sort of player that's for the origin cauldron, at least to begin with early in the career, you know, um, there's nothing saying that he can't add that to his repertoire, but yeah, that's how I feel about it, mate, because it's, it's shit. Why players have to choose. Um, it is, it is. And then I almost feel like, you know, I didn't want to dive into him so early, but like Toto, I don't think gets dropped. And then that leaves a, the other wing position. Now, Tupo played a great game, but I can't ignore the Fox anymore. I can't mm. ignore him. He's got a real chip on his shoulder. He does. He? Yeah, mate, 100%. Since he missed this missed selection, has he scored five tries? Five tries, Four? two weeks. Five, yeah. yeah. Five tries, two weeks. 
like, and yeah, we'll talk about him more later. But you know, do you then feel inclined to pick Tupo again because he's showed his allegiance to the to New South Wales? I don't know. It's a tough one, mate. It's um, it's a conundrum that I really think could be avoided. Yep, spot on. To the Tupo thing, you're spot on because my understanding is both his parents are um, Tongan, born I believe, born in Tonga, um, heritage, you know, born and raised over there. So that heritage is close to his heart. And then he's got the opportunity to represent the Blues where you're going to get more money. That's just the truth to the, truth to the matter. I'm not, you yep. can't beat around the bush. I'm not saying he's no. chasing the money, but that's just the fact right now. Yeah, exactly. And then at the end of the year, he's made it, you know, I want to represent Tonga in the World Cup. So I don't know what way the league goes. It's not even the league, it's internationally, because as you I agree, I think it's a schedule stuff up, but the international game and these not lower tier nations, because Tonga, they've grown over the last two or three years. They're becoming a force. But it's better internationally for the game to see these stars represent their heritage in other nations. It, it grows it. And at the end of the day, you're not going to outgrow origin or uh, once again, no. I just think it's a pinnacle of our game full stop. Like whether people from those nations agree or disagree, it's, it's always going to be there. The rich rivalry in history is always going to be there. The state versus state mentality, the, the hatred towards each other for these six or seven weeks during the year. I, I just don't know where you go. I, yeah. So it's an interesting we sort one. Of, yeah. It's sort of a difficult, well, not difficult. It, it's a weird, you don't really see it in any other sport because mm. it's a state level game that carries more weight than an international game. Like where do you, what other sport do you really see that? You don't, I don't think. Like off the top of my head, mm. you don't really have that. Like usually playing for your country, representing your country is the biggest thing. But in the in NRL, it's got this unique dynamic with the origin series, you know, and it's steeped in history, like you said. So you're never going to outgrow that. But I think to give players, you know, and we have such a big Polynesian following and, per, like, you know, the people that play the game, mm. there's, there's such a big Polynesian influence on our game. And then you ask them to choose. I just, I'm not sure about it. Um, you know, I'm, I, I don't think it's right. I think someone like Ola Kawatu, you know, he's in the best form. I know he's only probably had, what, two and a half seasons or something, but. Uh, well, two seasons, maybe. I think he's came onto the scene last season. Um, you know, and then you're asking him to choose, and it's like, well, he's probably played footy here all his life. Yeah. Like, but he's still, you know, they they do. They care a lot about their heritage. It means a lot to them. So yeah. I don't think it's right. I'm, I mean, I get it. I'm, I guess I do get it for the big guns. Like, you know, we sort of don't want to take away from our origin. Like, that's a, that's a big thing for us. Mm. You know, just like playing for their country is a big thing for them. You know, I get it. You don't really want the big guns from New Zealand coming in and going, well, I played in New South Wales or Queensland, respectively, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I I sort of, yes, I do get it from that. But those lesser nations, like you said, I think it's a bit rough to Mm. make them choose. Well, it's interesting because that that chat was there last year about Jerome Lua, if he should be playing Origin, et cetera. (laughs) And then he made his debut, brained it. his history, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year if he's representing Samoa. So it's just such a weird, as you said, we don't really see this in other codes or other sporting leagues around the world. It's, it's one of those things where it means so much to their heritage. And then I've even heard Cam Smith on, on podcasts and on the radio and whatnot and these other players that have put on the kangaroo jersey. And they, they've said as much as the kangaroo jersey is 
the top team essentially being Australian, but the origin jersey is it's got the most passion and that's the jersey you want to wear the most. So yeah, that's just origin football, I guess. And it's it's gonna be interesting. Mm. Blokes of Daniel Tupo, you know he gets named again and he might be playing for Tonga next weekend. It's well, this is the thing. Like, do you feel indebted to him because he's shown that his allegiance when origin's on is to origin? Or do you pick the form player? And this is where, you know, I'm going to back double down on what I said last, last step, which was we didn't pick the fucking informed players and we paid the price. We'll talk maybe a little we, bit more about that, but yeah. Maybe we just roll straight into origin. Do you just want to rip it off now? Rip the bandaid off? I think, well, I think we have, haven't we? Like it's, you know, I can't fight off this. It's been bugging me because Hitler just got it wrong. And I keep saying it. You've got to pick the Fox. You know, that's, I'm going to come out and say it. And if it's good enough to play Jack White at centre, then it's good enough to play Matt Burton, who's the incumbent centre for the, for the um, premiership winning team. Okay. Origin Both two. play 5-8. Yep. Origin right. 2, mate, in Perth, Sunday week. So, Daniel Tupo, you're predicting the Fox. We're going to see a clean out there. He's made his way back into the Origin Arena at Okar. Yep. Okay. I'll tell you, I, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that because, again, and I don't think Tupo deserves to be dropped, but mm. people were raving about Cleary's kicking game. If you look at any origin that Cleary's played and that Fox is playing in, they have that early kick option where Fox chases and he's electric mm. and pins them down that end or at least puts pressure on it you know, errors come about, you know, he's putting pressure on the kick for Cleary. You know, he, 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 we saw it on the weekend. Like, he turns nothing into something mm. just from a simple little crossfield chip kick. Um, there's just tremendous upside there for Fox, and he's been there before. And then that leads me into to Burton. And it's like, well, again, you raved about how Cleary and Luai struggled mm. particularly with their kicking games and whatever how good would it be to have a center there that can go oh, i can actually kick the ball and in fact i'm probably the best kicker of the ball in the league at the moment those torpies mate those those things are going 60 65 75 they they're gone you get a bit of wind up top mate, mate the bloody nfl scouts need to have a sniff around maddie burton tell you what could make a demon punter Outrageous. Like, and the money that he'd get. Matty, I know you listen. <laughs> Re- reach out, mate. I'd be reaching out. Get the manager on board. He sniped you with your last deal. He might be able to fucking help you out this time. How about he freaking make some bloody international calls for you? It's interesting because, yeah, the, the whole torpedo, the kicking, Bailey Simonson, the Eels winger from yesterday, there was three or four, maybe five. He didn't want to touch it. It was hitting turf, and they're lucky they got a favourable bounce. That was, <laughs> I know. Oh, my it's, God. It's sickening. It's sickening. You know, and I have no doubt it was him and Cleary mucking around, around training. Mm. Burton's probably learnt there. Cleary sort of put that in his back pocket. I do have a funny feeling. He's, they're, they're probably, he's probably foxing a little bit with his kicking game in terms of mm. Penrith now know that their season starts you know, at the pointy end and they definitely want some tricks up their sleeve and yeah, Cleary's just sort of putting some things, you know, on the rack for a little bit, no doubt. 100%. But I just think 
it's the perfect foil. If things aren't going wrong, you know, Burton can get in there. He can play second receiver. Play breaks down. Players get caught out of position all the time. Burton can fill in there. I just really like dynamic. Defensively solid. Mm. Um, okay. Just, I'm, I'm all for it. How do we handle the Jackie Boy situation? I'm guessing we're both assuming Stags most likely won't play game two or be selected. Does Jackie Boy hold that left side or do we let Birdo in there and let Jackie Boy go to the other side? Because I think he's played both sides in origin. Yeah, I, I think the more versatile there is Jackie Boy. Okay. Um, he's the best, he was our best player, so he's his first pick for me. Yeah. Um, you know, being big on form, his first pick for me. I then think you slide Burton into the left side, which is the you now have the wasn't it wasn't it, wasn't it on the left? Yeah, White was on the left. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, so you're I, moving White to the right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think yes. he's the more versatile sorry. of the two there. Yep. Um sorry, Mark. Yeah, and you then you've got the premiership winning five eight and center back together. Mm. We're bringing the band back, mate. Bring the band back together. <laughs> and then and then if you really want to play devil's advocate, think about the options that it has in the link up that it has. You can then play either Toto on that side if you want. Mm. Or you can then put Addo Carr out there and get that club connection going again. Because let's face it, I didn't really pay attention to any other fucking player on that team against mm. the Eels. Yep. Those boys. Like, did anyone even see Shane Flanagan? Sorry, not Shane. Uh, but Kyle. Kyle Flanagan. Did anyone see him? Mate. Yep. Yeah. No, he was just, yeah, he was just yeah, behind my, the curtains just mate. pulling the strings. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My, mate. Was, my yeah. fucking mate. Both of them. Another <laughs> fucking tragic father-son combo. Yeah. Um, yeah, forgive me, Kyle. Like, I didn't even notice him out there. I mean, he's a myth every fucking game, so who really cares? But like, it was ridiculous. It was just like Burton and the Fox are just going, we're taking this on. We're, we're just, you know, there were some good performances. They were solid in defense and, yep. and whatnot. The, the entire team were bashing them, but it was all off the back of this kicking game, mm. you know? I and it. I just, I just think if you want the form and you want to, we have other issues with origin in terms of our back row. You know, you can lead us into that, mate. Um, it's there, There's some issues there, I think. Um, yeah, let's roll on to that. My last comment on the Birdo situation, I, I love that. I, I couldn't agree more. That'd be fantastic. I think at the start of the series before game one, when all the talk was about the team selection, obviously, if Birdo was... I think we've actually talked about it in um, podcasts before, or even off air. If Birdo was still playing for Penrith... Wearing that number four jersey, he would have been picked straight away on the left side. I reckon he would have got first crack. With, no doubt. Yeah, with Turbo, no obviously, doubt. and Trell gone. So our back row, we think well, Tupo, gone. Stags, gone. So Critter's getting that. Actually, Critter, we, do we keep him at 14? No. So he's out of the no. team. Love Critter. Mm. Obviously, Penrith supporter, we love Critter. He's not a 14 player. Nico Hines, come on, people. Okay. What more does a guy have to do? What more does he have to do? Um, Crit is young. He's going to get plenty of opportunities. Okay. You know, well, no, well, no issues. No, that's fair, mate. So while we're on the 14 then, I've been seeing a lot of chat and discussion about Appy potentially playing that twin turbo role that the Queenslanders are doing of Benny Hunt, Harry Grant. Do we look at that? You've been I don't there before? think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you start Appy, if anything. I mean, Cook had a very good game. Mm-hmm. On the weekend for South, oh, he was... so it's probably it's probably looking insurmountable for Appy to get a look in now. I just don't, I just like the dimension, the extra dimension to attack that Nico Hines can give, particularly if 
I mean, it could be the case. Maybe you do go happy. You know, like if we're going with the team selections, I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head. Do you have then too many chefs in the kitchen to put it, you know, with the cliche saying, you know, you've got so many ball players then. Like you've got, that's literally mm. one, you've got five halves on the field potentially. Mm. So you've got Cleary, Luai, Burton. This is obviously probably not going to fucking happen, but Burton, Whiten, and then you bring Nico Hines on. Is it probably, so maybe you do go the, the two-headed attack, bit of grunt, bit more grunt in on the, off the bench. Um, that's, that's just what I'm thinking is going to happen. I just feel like they're going to cookie and Appy. Appy can kind of, he's, when for club level, when Mitch Kenny comes on, he can kind of just play in the middle and plug things up, play kind of a lock roll, ball playing ability. Yeah. I just think in game one, Damian Cook was trying to just feed the Penrith players, just feed, the, feed the halves, feed Yo. I think he just needed to play his game first. When he saw the chances run, make that, you know, make the yards, make the meters. Yeah. And then, the, the team will play off the back of that. The spine will play off the back of that. Teddy will chime in. So I just thought, Cookie, just play your play your game, mate. The rest will flow off that. So I, I couldn't agree more. Like mm. at the end of the day, Cleary's going to call for the ball when he wants it. Mm. You know, like yeah, I, I do understand what you're saying, and I think you touched on it too, mate. Very, very much like how the Eels can tend to play. We were just too sideways. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, maybe maybe a bit more grunt. Like you know, like the Queenslanders win that middle. And it was surprising, you know, because there's so much Penrith influence and Penrith that never go sideways, ever. Never, yeah. You know, they throw it around when they're 24-0 up against the Knights. Mm. But it doesn't matter what team it is, they'll win that middle first. You can, mm. And it's so obvious. And that's essentially what Queensland did. They're like, yeah, you can score six points. That's fine. We're just going to absorb you and then we'll, we'll, we'll attack. We've got the flair. Oh, exactly. And it paid dividends, mate. It paid dividends. So, yeah, look, that's... Yeah, we were talking about the back row. I think yeah, pull Madison that, was a pull f- that apart. Yeah, from you, right. I think Madison was a flop on the weekend. I think he was. A lot of people are raving about him. I'm not. I'm not getting around it. When you see what Jakey Trebojevic is doing, like in a pretty trying manly side that aren't really, you know, he's just a. He gives you 110. percent Yeah, look, he can make a mistake here and then, but he's just a goer. Like he's our Ruben Cotter. Mm. Like, why aren't we picking him? Is that just a straight, straight swap now? That's see you later, in and out. I would. I would. Um, it also gives, you know, he can play front row for you too. Mm. I don't know. I think the I think the Parramatta boys were feeling it. Paulo was basically non-existent. On, like, there's a lot to talk about with Parramatta. Mitch Moses. Did you see that? Don't get mate. started, mate. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm going to end just quickly. I'm going to end any... Anyone who puts Mitch Moses in this elite category again, fuck off. I don't want to bar of it, all right? I'm sorry. He's there not even is. like top he's not even like top five. He's atrocious. Yeah. Mate, anyway. I, I agree. I yeah. I agree. Um yeah, so I think Madison he was you know, he's playing off the bench, hopeless. Paulo was clearly, you know, reeling from the origin. Um you've got Campbell Gillard, who was getting bashed too. Mm. I think all those guys still get picked. So Madison, or you, you're backing him in, or you think he's out? Sorry, sorry. Just those two blokes. Just the- yeah, I think Campbell Gillard and Paulo yeah. were really good performers for us. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think they deserved, particularly Paulo. I could, I wouldn't, wouldn't be upset if Campbell Gillard got 
dropped. But mm. Paulo, he's he's pretty dynamic. He had a bad origin, but he's pretty dynamic for us. Um, I think they'll give him a role for game two. <laughs> Fucking just execute, mate. This is your role. Keep yeah, it simple. I yeah. think he'll be. Yeah, you've got to keep, keep it on the simple. shoulder. But this is the thing. If we're going to talk Jake Trebojevic, he doesn't need to do those fucking passes. Leave it to Jake. Mm. Like, I don't know. I think the harm for the harmony of the team and allowing players to play how they play in week in and week out, there's mm. some selections that we can make that can make things a lot more easier on us. Um, yeah. I think Jake... I think that- Yep, sorry, I was just okay. going to say, I, was, I think Jakey's a lock. I think he's locked in game two. I've, I've been looking at some stats and stuff. He's played a billion Origin games and he averages 0.6 missed tackles a game. Not even one missed tackle a game. In the middle. It's, it's yeah. yeah, I just think he's there. He, he's, he's our Ruben Cotter. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, I'm just, like, that's, he's, he's, that's our answer. Mm. Um, you know, yeah, fuck his form. Like, he, you know, yeah, Queensland just do it all the time. Like, mm. if, if you're a, if you're a, a main cog in the wheel, you're getting picked. We don't give a fuck about your form, mm. you know. We, you, we're picking you because we know that when you put on that jersey, like Dane Gagai, he's the perfect example of it. Yeah, spot on. He gets picked every year. Carves up, goes back to club footy. Fucking. He's got that little like switch this. on his back, mate. The little the little doll on the <laughs> back of the neck. It's, yep, origin mode. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And I know I just raved on about form and picking players in form, but there's outliers, right? There's outliers. And I just think Jakey Trebojevic, he hasn't necessarily been out of form, mm. but um, I just think he's just one bloke that I want beside me going into that origin battle. Yep. And then I'd probably, and I know people are going to, people are going to sort of go, what the fuck? But I don't think Cam Murray is Cam Murray when he's out playing out wide. Mm. I don't think he is. I know he scored a try. I know he was, he's unbelievable. I think you'll find that we are so much better if we can just interchange between him and Yo. Oh my God. Yeah. That's just a match made in heaven. Like, you know, start Yo. You know, he's he's got more of that leadership role about him. I know Murray's a captain as well, but you know, Yo's just been been around the traps a little bit longer. Give it to the older head. Mm. And um then just let Murray come in and just get that role on. Teddy mm. sniffing around, you know. Cook mm. can come into play. Cook knows his game well. Yeah. You know, this is how I'm just sort of seeing the dynamic of the side changing. But that then leads into the conundrum of who the fuck do we play on that left edge? Yep, that's where we've got to go. You're looking at blokes that have been there before, not necessarily on the left side, but Frizzell, Angus Crichton. Mm. You probably just want someone to plug in that you know you're going to get Regardless, you know, no injuries, no head knocks, just 80 minutes, just simple. Tough runs, defend well, energy, yep. tough. Like, who's that guy? For me, that's Crichton. For me, that's Crichton. Angus Crichton. He comes from the Roosters. Um, you know, they're not firing at the moment. They haven't fired all season, really. But, you know, you just, like you said, you just back that guy. He's been there before. You know he's tough. Mm. You know what you're going to get. You probably put, you know, some more informed, better players around him, and he probably comes to, into his own. Um, yeah. Leave the middle for Yo and Murray. They're the two best players in the game at the moment playing that position. Why the fuck are we playing them out of position? Mm. Um, Fair. You know what I mean, mate? I just think that's you're just starting to look at this side now and all of a sudden you're going, oh, yeah, it's sort of making sense. Mm. There's not these bizarre choices. I just like the harmony of this team that we're speaking of anyway a lot more. Yep, that's good. So, yeah, and Angus Crichton... Frizzell, maybe he's been there before, but you think I'm I'm thinking what's gonna happen similar to game one, like I think Cam Murray will probably get named on an edge, maybe of a Crichton, and then a forward in the middle, a big boy in the middle will go off after 2025, 20, and maybe that's where we see Murray inject himself into the middle a bit more. I'm not too sure. Maybe 
Marta starts on the bench. I'm not too yeah. sure. Like plays off the Marta, bench. I'd like to think Marto did enough. He was one of our best. He was out there trying to get in their faces and, you know, trying to make something happen for us. Mm. I think he did enough. I don't think you drop him at okay. all. So, yeah, definitely he's one in the mix. Um, okay. Yeah, so just yeah. from this from this convo, I guess we've gauged that if, cha- if changes are made, Stags, Sims, Madison, and Tupo. That's what we're kind of gauging. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, mate, I think so. I think that's um, that's who probably I'd have out a bit more form in, mm-hmm. you know. And you'll we'll reap the benefits. We've got the team. Yeah, you just you know you've just got to give the form a, a lot more respect. Yeah, beautiful. So then I guess we come to the conclusion: a, a Burton or Crichton fighting for a center spot. Fox deservedly make his way makes his way back into the squad, the team. Um, an edge back rower. An Angus Crichton, a Frizzell, someone like that, you know what you're going to get. They're going to slide in. And then big Jakey, Jakey T, off the bench. I'd probably start him personally at prop for Madison. Is that fair? Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I, I don't mind that at all. I'd happily start him at prop. Mm. You know, whack the number eight on him. You'll aim up. Yeah. Snap he loves it. Yeah. yeah. Pers- I, I said this actually before, Origin 1. I just want, if Payne has his fit, him... And junior junior Bolo just off the fucking bench together at the same time. We I think that's just so dynamic, and I think that's what we yeah. lacked at the start. Like having RCG starting with like for example a Jakey T or whoever, just they're just it doesn't have to be anything fancy at the start. You've got Yo in the middle plucking the strings. Cleary can do that. Cam Murray might be on an edge. He can do a bit of ball playing, but you don't even really want to do that at the start. Just earn the right, set the platform, and then these big bodies. Payne Haas, good leg speed, bend the line back, post contact meters. And I just like those two off the bench together as an injection. I think it's scary. Yeah. So I love, the, I love the PCMs. We all love the PCMs. Oh, they're delicious, man. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, look, a lot, of, a lot of coaches are adopting that strategy now where they send out these, their blokes, they pack their bench and they just go, we're absorbing. Mm. You guys are basically going to be fucking sponges for the first 15 20 minutes that's and it. then we're going to come on and we're just going to start rinsing years with our big boys and it's not a bad shout mate you've seen it plenty of times this year more and more often than than years past like usually it's just like we're just going to roll, try and roll you from the start mm. but uh yeah i can't remember which team did it actually i think it might have been manly yeah they were starting to pow and you know big 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 names off the bench mm-hmm. who should be starting but yeah, Hasler came out and said, you know, we just want to set set the platform in that initial um, twenty minutes, and exactly. then we want our big boys to come on when when we we need the flashy footy and we need the good roll on and and all that stuff. And I don't mind it. Yeah, I think yeah, Queensland did it. Sorry yeah. to butt in. I just think Queensland did it perfectly in game one with Papalihi. He had I think sixteen minutes. We discussed last podcast. Yeah. Set the platform, yeah. and then they just let these younger guys more energy, better better leg speed, just wind them up and let them go. So. Exactly, mate. Yeah. Exactly. Two Queensland, origin two changes. Obviously, their big superstar winger, Xavier Coates, out for six to eight weeks. I believe it's a syndesmosis. I might high it's a in, in ankle injury. Please do it's your own. Deadly research. injury, mate. It's a yeah. deadly injury. It's 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 the dreaded syndesmosis. Anyone who knows me knows that <laughs> and everyone pay attention to this, right? The syndesmosis is the most lethal injury in an, in the NRL. For what wow. it is, mm. you know, it's like it's it's like half the time out that an ACL gives you. 
mm. three months out of the game. Crazy. Like, it's crazy. It, yeah. It's like, you know, everyone just says, oh, it's an ankle sprain. And it's like, no, that's that's syndesmosis. Or, mm. I wonder if it's taken deaths. Mm. It's just Mate. like... It, <laughs> like, everyone who knows me, you know, there's, there's probably a lot of people listening that are going to have a good laugh at this because I just I just go, oh, well, he's fucked. Every time they go, oh, it's a syndesmosis, he's fucked. He's kiss his season goodbye. Write yeah. him off. Shut yeah, the it's, gate. Just, it's like particularly in round 15, people, if you've got a player in your squad that comes off with a high ankle sprain, he's not playing for the rest of the season, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's I'm telling you. Man. It's, it's a, a fuck injury. They're so it's common now as well. <laughs> yeah, they are. There were so many. Yeah. There's just there's like at least one one around. Guys, just watch out for it. The dreaded syndesmosis. Okay. <laughs> From the physio himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. NRL physio, give me a shout out. I'm telling you. Guys, respect the syndesmosis, okay? <laughs> All right. Billy Slater, head coach, obviously has stated Tuolungi or the Hammer will replace Coates. Who do you think, mate? Tuolungi debut or the Hammer? Been there before, done it. Played in the centres, I believe. Can play on the wing. Need him at fullback. Probably pop up in the middle of the field. Got that X-factor game-breaking ability. Is that fair to say, or what? Do you, what way are you leaning? I'm more of a Tuolungi fan, mate. Yeah, I actually like that. I, I like the big, big body mm. for the Queenslanders. He's a big boy. I've only started just paying attention to Big Murray, but um, Muzz, and um, yeah, he's a big unit. Mm. He's he's raring to go. The Hammer, yeah, look, plenty of X factor there, but I don't think Queensland need it. I think Hammer will probably be a win for us. He'll, they're both going to do a job, but I, I'd like to see Murray get the start there and our luggy. Well, that way, because I watched the game on the on Friday night. Um, he was on the left side on the wing, and you, you've obviously you can build that club combination with Valentine Holmes. So. Exactly. I think mm. that's probably the way they go as well. I know Hammers are like they're all in the same team. It's pretty outrageous. Uh, two or three outside backs from one team are going to get picked. But yeah, mm. I, I hope Murray makes his debut. It'd be good. So. And it'd be good for the Blues. We can just pepper him. Hopefully, what the plan Hopefully. was for Cobo, but that might swing to the other side. But we'll see. So I like it, mate. Any mm. last comments for Queensland for their game two changes? As, as I said, you don't change a winning side. It's you no, don't need to be a mathematician for that. They managed to do- dodge the carnage that occurred on the weekend, I think. Pretty much, not too many. Despite had what three or four Broncos going down, none of them really origin worthy. Yep, one of them's a Pom, so big Herbie. But um, yeah, I just think they just try and rinse and repeat, mate, and see if they can do us over again at Perth. But I think I really do. I really do have faith. If we just get these selections right, we'll, we are the far better team. Yep, love it. We'll be able to obviously get the podcast out next week. A little preview for Game Two. We've gone the long way round, started our weekly NRL news with the, the representative round and the choosing what nation or what representative team we're going to play for. We got to our origins. So a bit of club football, mate. Paramount Eagles we've talked about. <laughs> Paramount Eagles we've talked about. Apparently they are interested in Matt Lodge for the remainder of the season. The figures getting thrown around are 200K. Or I think to break that down even further, it's 20K a game. So... Do you like this? I, I, I'll get your opinion first. Do you do you like the Eels interested in whether it happens or not? Do you like that they're interested in Matt Lodge? The Eels are going to need a lot more than Matt Lodge after that performance on the weekend, but I don't think it's worth it, even for two hundred thousand dollars. Like you've got a, enough depth 
Why are you adding Matt Lodge? Right. He's a nothing signing. He, he's caused carnage everywhere he's gone. You know, he got a second lease of life at the Warriors. Just all ups and leaves when the going gets tough. I don't think he's the type of clubman that you want around, particularly for, you know, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this, but particularly for a team that this is really the last hurrah, they're not going to win the comp. Anyone who loses to the Bulldogs this year is not winning the fucking comp. I don't give a shit if you beat Penrith. I don't care. Penrith will run over him when it counts. I just think Matt Lodge is a dud signing. You know, feed him. Feed him to the Wolves, mate. He's done. He's done for me. Yeah, mate, I nailed it on the head. I was on some Parramatta forums last night. I just don't understand. They don't even want him with, as you just discussed, like the culture he brings and the reputation and whatnot. But you're the Eels. You're telling me you've got the two origin props, essentially, Junior Bolo and Campbell Gillard. You've got an origin player off the bench, Ryan Madison. You've got Big Makatoa, who's crept his way into first grade this year, older fella. Oregon Kafusi. Nathan Brown's playing off the bench as like a middle guy. I know Papa Lehi and that are going. Lane, like, your forwards are stacked in the front row. Yeah. And where, how's he fit into this 17? Who drops out? What does he give Yeah, you? exactly. 25 minutes? Yeah, it's nothing. It's a nothing signing. I, I just it's don't just, get it. I just, you know, give a young, give a young fella a crack. Like, it's, you're going to get the same result. I, I totally understand. drama. Yeah. Know? I totally understand if, you know, there's a crucial injury over the next few weeks before you know, the signing news comes up, like RCG goes down to Paulo or something, but mm. you're flushed in the front row. You're flushed with this, this game style that you like to play and it's worked against the good teams, but this power game up the middle, stick to your big boys. Mm. And anyway, I just think it's bizarre. And if this happens, I'll be gobsmacked. So 200,000 could be spent elsewhere, I reckon, mate. Top up a young kid's contract or something, you know? Yeah. Develop from within a little bit. Love it, mate. All right. The... Newcastle Knights are interested. Only rumours at the moment in Tigers halfback Jackson Hastings. He's essentially turned the Tigers around on the field. He's had some pretty big performances this year. Do you like this from the Knights, mate? You know, you've got your fullback locked up. The nine, when he comes back, Braley. Is this a good signing? Get him in at the seven, you know, to partner with a Milford or a Clifford. Is he the guy that, you know, he's probably going to take ownership, stamp his authority on the field, guide the team around? He, he doesn't back down from the media or any bullshit like he's been through it all, you could say. Do you like it or? Well, for a team that's struggling like the Knights and then you look at sort of what, what he's been able to inject at West Tigers, why wouldn't you? He's already proven, like you've almost used the Tigers as your crash test dummies because you've gone, okay, his head's screwed on now. Like he's not, a, he's not causing any issues. You pick him up, you, you take him on and what, fuck, who, who's better on the market? Like, no mm. one. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to take the risk with Milford, why wouldn't you do it with Hastings? Yeah. So, yeah, I, like I, I don't one. mind that. Yeah, mm. I don't mind that for the Knights. Like you said, they've got their one tied up. Their nine's going to come back very, very soon. I thought he'd be back by now, actually. But um, I guess they're not rushing him back when they're playing like they are. Um, definitely get Hastings in on board. Who, who he partners, I don't know if that really matters yet. Um, but, yeah. Good move. Good move. Beautiful. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, he's actually, oh, 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 just the top of my head, what's going on with Munster? Yeah. Well, that's going to get dragged through the mud, isn't it? Well, do you have a crack at Munster to pair up with Hastings? Like, that's a decent halves combo. Like, mm. very decent, actually. That'd, so, be, that'd be fucking lethal. Yeah. Ponga, Braley, 
It's mm. great. You've all of a sudden got a great spine. But, mm. You know, there's a lot of what ifs there. Oh, definitely, definitely. I've even enjoyed, I know it didn't happen on the weekend, but Anthony Milford coming back into the NRL and he's, his combination down that left side with Ponga, like he's giving Ponga some early appeal. I know it hasn't resulted in wins, but they've put, there's been some good 40, 50 minute stints of football there where they've looked pretty damaging. So yeah, Knights can sort out their spine. They might elevate, but we'll see. I, I like the um, interest anyway. Definitely, mate. Now, I know a head coach that you wanted to talk about our man, Ivan Cleary, mate, far away. Well, it came out that he was actually in ICU mm. over the week. That's a pretty big blood clots, which like, you know, I know I just talked about the syndesmosis, but blood clots are probably, I know, I know it's very, very hard to have something more dangerous than a syndesmosis, but blood clots are a serious issue. And it's a testament to Penrith. We're going back to back, people. I'm telling you, we're going back to back. I'm getting pig-headed about this, all right? If we can, if our head coach can be in ICU and not be there for the game, and I know it's only the Knights, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, here he is on the fucking Penrith dick again. They're four points clear. Their coach is in ICU. Players backing up from origin. And we go out and we perform like we did. We, we didn't have Yoey. Mm. Yep, yep. You know, like, it's just, I, I just can't see us losing again. I can't. And yeah, I just wanted to, that's a testament to Ivan. I just really wanted to touch on that because it is kind of big news. You'd think that Cleary would sort of suffer, but he, he didn't. Just mm. went out, true professional. Just went out, did his business. Mm. Thanks for coming. Put 40-odd points on the Knights and head back down the buddy M1. Thanks for your time. Um, Pleasure doing business. Yeah, yeah, it's easy when you know how. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're just like a ram raid, literally come in, blow you apart and leave before you know what's even bloody happened. So, mm. yeah, big, big props to our boys this week. You know, hope Ivan's on the men now. He's had some real dramas for what should have been pretty, like, routine thing, mm. to the best of my knowledge. And, yeah, hopefully he's back on deck and we just keep charging. Yep. Yeah, I think he's, he's struggled ever since. Well, he's obviously got, like, the infection in the knee and then the blood clots. I think he gave one of his kidneys to his brother. Mm. So. Yep struggling to obviously thin the blood and it's yeah all the best to him hopefully he can just get back and that's where i wanted to dovetail this next headline our defensive head coach i think cameron serraldo yep he's had a meeting with the west tigers mate he's probably the hottest property on the market in regards to the next big young head coach do you think he'll go to the tigers how do you how do you see this guy because yeah, how do you see this going, mate? Or what do you reckon will happen? It's tough. You don't want to see such a pivotal like member of the team that, and of the team that you support to go and make the wrong decision. Like, let's just—you've just got to really sort of be careful. Like Fitzgibbon, he made all the right choices. He knocked back all the right deals, and he's landed at the Sharks, and he's doing great things. His reputation's only grown since going going to Cronulla. And I just, for Serraldo, I don't think the Tigers are in that sort of realm. They're, they're gaining Appy, they're gaining Papali. They've got some good inclusions coming in, but I, you know, I just think they're, they're losing a lot as well. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that's the right call. I'll be, be just sitting back and waiting. I'll be sitting back waiting. There's going to be some other. The, the merry-go-round's about to begin. 
And I think he'd be very wise just to sit back and just see what happens. And then maybe, maybe if the right opportunity comes, um, he can jump on it. Yeah. No, I think, I, I, I think the same, mate. I agree. Just sit back, be patient. It's carnage out there being a head NRL coach. It's carnage. And I think his opportunity is going to come. And what happens deep down if Ivan wants to win another Prem or two and sail off onto the sunset or work his way up the, the ladder, the football ladder and, you know, head of football or mm. a high up executive and he, Cam's going to take over. That, that system out there oh. essentially could go on. Gus Gould was chatting on about it last night in 100% footy. The system's set up. It's going to go on forever. You've got everything in place. Just, you know. Well, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, you sort of look at, I guess, too, like the Knights keep going the way that they are. Probably another head on the chopping block. Mm. Um, you know, can he make a couple more signings there? And, make, you know, can he make the Munster signing and then jump on that wagon? Titans, like they're Holbrook in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Probably. There was rumours that if they didn't stay in that game, that he was going to lose his job. I don't think Titans are the, the they, you know, Titans have got the personnel. They just need to get it right. Mm. Um, defense, they need yeah. defense, and that's what Serato brings. But anyway, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, definitely not out of the question. Um, but yeah, West Tigers, they got, and I, from what I've heard too, they've got some money issues and. All sorts of stuff going on. There's much like the Bulldogs mold. Yep. Bad decisions are getting made by the people who think they know what the fuck they're talking about. So mm. be yep. interesting, mate. Yeah, all the best to him if he I think he's made it pretty clear he's gonna wait end of this year or not make any decisions too soon, just focused on Penrith and reassess. But hope he stays. If yeah, so we'll see. All the best to him. That's our news, mate. Any anything we didn't miss? Anything you want to touch base on, or should we roll on to our weekly lines? I reckon we just roll into our lines, mate. Because I'm, yeah. Once again, I'm just we just can't be touched. I'm waiting for the big donut to come somewhere. <laughs> I'll just think every time you know they say like every time you, you win, you're just closer to your next loss. It just makes me nervous. It's just like we can't keep going, but we do. We keep charging. It's um, absolutely outrageous. The segments become less and less. It's just now become me telling everyone what line to get on. And I don't need to explain myself. It's actually making my job a lot easier, mate. Um, I, I remember our first episode that we did, I had to justify everything and sort of tell everyone my thought processes, but I think we can just sort of ditch that now and just take a back seat. Like it's going to take a lot for us to get back in the red. So let's I, um, keep going. I actually just want to plug one thing in. Uh, yeah. People that listen to the playbook, listen to our segment every week, you get rewarded, you get happy, you know, we're rolling, we're in the green. And a dear friend of the show, Big Huss, he's, he's listening to the <laughs> podcast as soon as it come out. Dear oh, friend of the show. No. and No, no. He's whipped, he's whipped the legs up. He's whipped them. He's gone. He's followed along. Multi. He's hit the first seven. Life's feeling good. Life's great. He's got the support, the, the morale support there. Parramatta Eels. He got on early. He all he needed was minus 15.5. The line blew out to 18, 18 plus, 19 plus. Minus 15.5. And they dish up that rubbish for him. I haven't heard from him since. I hope. Shout out, shout out to the, you know, the DJs following. It's just heartbreaking stuff. Like, oh, I think everyone was on, on social media stuff riding along. I just need the Eels to win for this to cash in, that to cash in. This is great. What a weekend, long weekend. And it's, it, it reminds me actually exactly of the last long weekend, the Easter long weekend, mate when we needed Will Penasini any time oh. for, our, for our charity bet. That was, this is what it reminds me of. The Paramount Eels and long weekends just don't get along. 
<laughs> no, no, they don't. It's funny. It's funny. They've let us down twice. Um, I mean, Parramatta fans are used to getting let down. Um, <laughs> we're not. We're not. So I wasn't going to touch on that because I, I do know that he can go MIA and I did hear. And much to everyone else's um, surprise, I, you don't get that. You don't, Hass, I'm sorry, mate, but you don't get the sympathy from me. You'll soon learn, people, that multis are a bookie's dream and a punter's nightmare. It's a mugs game. Um, all the best guys are grinding. All the best guys are trying to make informed decisions. You've got to try and make take as much of the gamble out of gambling as you can. Um, and that's what we're about here. Brother, admire that you've backed, you backed us enough to, to multi them all together. But... <laughs> Like, it's so difficult. It's just so difficult. Yeah. Even the simplest of multis come undone. So, yeah, rest in peace, Huss. It's all good, mate. (laughs) (laughs) On to bigger and better things. I know for a fact you've had some big wins in your life, mate. So, I'm sure the $1,000, $5 multi will, you know, be just just fine, mate. It's all good. Life goes on. And all I've got to say, Hussie, Round 15, get back on that fucking horse. Let's go. <laughs> he will. He's a tragic. Never responsibly, people, but pass, he loves it. All right. As always, this segment is brought to you by Top Sport. All the top offers, all the top odds, only at Top Sport. Use that gorgeous top-up token. And as Christian said, the most important part about this is please gamble responsibly. So no team lists. We're recording before team lists. We'll get this podcast out within the next a few hours, Thursday night, the St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and we like the Bunnies here, mate, minus 7.5. Yeah, they're just doing enough for me here. This, you know, they did only beat, pretty sure they only beat the Titans by four, 14 in the end, which worries me a little bit, but I've just decided that I'm keeping this model simple this, this season. Um, I'm not looking anything further back than the last game. The forms with Souths here, Dragons are looking woeful. Um, seven and a half, just over a converted try. So we'll just jump on south. Beautiful. Manly, 6 p.m. Friday, take on the inform Red Hot North Queensland Cowboys. We like the Cowboys here at minus 4.5, mate. Yeah. Um, this one's a, like watch the late mail. I do think Manly are, are doing enough for me to sort of probably justify maybe getting on the plus line if it jumps up over a converted try. Mm. Um, which are very well could. Uh, Cherry Evans obviously missed last week and they still fired. Um, yeah, but for now, it's the Cowboys. You just They're a legitimate contender. Oh, probably not contender, but they're a legitimate side um, and they can get the job done. So, yeah, keeping it simple this week, like I said. Perfect, mate. Amy Park, 7.55 on the Friday. The Melbourne Storm take on the Brisbane Broncos. To my understanding, the Broncos are ravaged with injuries. So home side, minus 17.5. I wouldn't ex- yeah. I actually expect that to – that could be blowing out. Yeah, I think – you know what? If there's any if there's any time I'm probably going to tell you to jump on early, it's now because I think Melbourne are basically going to be 1-17, to you'd think. And um, once those team lists come out and the bookies – can get their head around a bit more a bit more form, it's probably going to blow right out. Melbourne 17 and a half right now um, on Tuesday is probably a mm, decent decent call. Yep. Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m., the Cronulla Sharks take on the Gold Coast Titans. Another 
medium to big lines, Sharky's minus 14.5. Yeah, mate. Um, I definitely think the, the Titans have got some big issues. Just finding ways to lose. I said it last week as well. They just find ways to lose. And Sharky's are just doing their thing. So minus 14 and a half, you know, it sort of makes me a little bit nervous. They did perform, like, you know, they only lost mm. to the Souths by to South by 14. So maybe that's where that line sort of come from. They've gone, okay, well, we'll go 14.5 for this one mm. um, and see how they go. But I think the Sharkies defensively have just got a little bit more resolve. Yeah. So yeah. we'll I see agree, how they go. Our boys, 5.30 on the Saturday. Warriors take on Penrith. This actually, I think it's our biggest line of the year. <laughs> Panthers minus 24.5. Oh, this line makes me nervous, mate. This line makes me so 24 and a half. That's a lot of points, people. That's a lot of points. Like, that's five dry start. So, yeah. If it gets out any bigger, I might get a little bit hesitant. But you got to back the form. Penrith not letting in many points. Flying. Yo should be back. Yeah. 24 and a half. Watch, watch the late mail. Yep. Love it, mate. This looks like it could be game of the round. The Parramatta Eels at home, Combank Stadium, take on the Sydney Roosters. Roosters plus 1.5. Roosters showed pretty good, pretty good form last week, even in a losing team. Mm. Um, that was a he- they were going up against the, you know, the league heavyweights, or one of the league heavyweights in, in, the, in the storm, and they gave them a run for their money. And then you compare that to um, the Eels and they just looked atrocious. Oh God, it's not your year, unfortunately, Para. It's not your year. Just forget about it. But I know there's plenty of people that give Paddy a pizzling in the in the uh, in the DMs, but he's, yeah, I'm telling you, it's just not going to happen. If you lose to the Bulldogs this year, how you guys did, it's not happening. The Omen. So yeah. We're back in the plus line there, mate. I love it. Paddy's laughing. Paddy's laughing. He's so he's like, Christian needs to shut up. I'm gonna get death threats. I can just see. Him. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually loving it deep down. I do because I I, do, I love the banter when it comes with it, and I just think, yeah, I think we're gonna have some. I'm gonna have. Or we're gonna have some real interesting conversations come towards the end of the end of the season, mate. Come finals yeah. time, hopefully. So <laughs> save it oh. for a rainy day. Yeah. Plus one and a half on the Roosters. <laughs> Let's go. Sunday, we'll wrap her up. Geo Stadium, the Canberra Raiders, they're playing some a lot better football. They've turned things around the last month to take on the Newcastle Knights. Their home side here, Canberra, minus 10.5. Yeah, at home. I don't think the, the Knights are like the cold. They just got bashed by the Panthers. They're, they're, they're reeling. They, they're looking for answers that they don't really have. And the Raiders, they're just, yeah, um, Really impressive. So 10 and a half, I think that's a decent line after the performances that they both dished up last week. Uh, just under two converted tries, which is nice, I reckon. Look out for Tarpany. I wish he was a New South Welshman because he's a, he's absolutely un- incredible form. Right, he's Adam Elliott like, too. Yeah. Yep, those two bucks in the middle. Tarpany is playing like top five front row right now in this comp. Top yep, three. He's, he's, on another, he's on another planet. Big body, yep. the footwork at the line. He's, he's leaving them stuck in the mud. They're guessing. They've got no idea what's going on. And then the post-contact meters, you know, 15, 20 minutes in, the offloads start coming about. It's oh, outrageous. 
It's scary. It, do you it's scary. Remember, it's playing great footy. Yeah. Do you remember the year they went to the prelim and lost to the Storm, but the game before they beat the Roosters and he scored that first try, a bit of footwork? At the end, so yeah. He, yeah, it's vintage. It's coming back. I'm actually really happy for him because he's the type of guy that came in. I think he started at lock, got moved to an edge in the front row, off the bench for a bit. And they put him back in the starting front row, put the number 10 on his back and said, just fucking run hard, use your footwork. The rest will come off that. You're bigger, faster, more agile, athletic than these yep. other guys out there. And he's, I fucking love him. So good shout, yeah. man. Good yeah, shout. exactly. Well, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs at home take on the West Tigers. And this, please let me know if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first time they've been favorites all year or one of the first times. Doggies minus 1.5 against the Tigers. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm not even going to watch this game. Hope he's dialed up now. He's loving it. <laughs> You'll not even. He's. They're thinking two in a row. But honestly, in true Bulldogs form, would not be surprised if they come out and get dusted by our blacklisted team, our only blacklisted team in round 15 of the comp. And yeah, I've just got no faith. I've just got no faith in either of these. I wouldn't. Even, I'd be actually happy if staying out of this game. I would absolutely be just you know let them bash each other. You know, just let them go their hardest. Probably don't even air it. Just don't even put it on TV, all right? Just if you want to see it, if you want to see it, just go watch it live. And I don't know, maybe we can all watch fucking Bold and the Beautiful together on the Sunday <laughs> Arvo rather. It might be a bit more entertaining. Ooh. Oh, my God. No, nah, I shouldn't say that. Look, the doggies, I've got to give credit where it's due. I'm loving Birdo and the Fox at the moment. Um, actually, just reminded me too. We we haven't spoken about him in a while, but he's crept he's crept back into the um the headlines. I don't know if you pick him up who I'm about to talk about here, but the no man idea. dog. Oh he's he's wants a sea change. He's he's apparently going to the Knights. Yep. Um so yeah, have fun with that, Knights fans. Um plays more minutes in the sin bin than he does on the field, but anyway, <laughs> you'll you'll learn. Oh, I want to know when when clubs will learn that he's a liability waiting to happen. Mm. Um, and yeah, so just thought I'd like to touch on that. Shout out the Mad Dog. You're an absolute demon of a player, but Jesus Christ, mate, just keep a lid on it. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually, I was gold because I heard Adam O'Brien's press conference the other day and he's already talking about like, recruiting him up to the Knights. Big right. And he said, yeah, mate, great leg speed. Just got to try and keep a lid on it. You know, the... The um, just maybe it's maybe it's a case of you know changing the changing the inter um the interchange up you know keep him on for shorter stints and you know when the fatigue kicks in and all this I thought, oh fuck get- oh come on mate there's no lid there's no putting a lid on the mad dog all right there's no lid the lid got thrown off years ago right the lid he's just ripped the fucking um the collar off and he's run out of the kennel mate he's gone the dog is just left he's gone the leash is snapped gone. the leash is snapped mate he's gone. <laughs> oh, oh i love it i love it yeah we great. digress we digress but oh the mad dog great way to end our round 15 players ladies and gentlemen as always brought to you by top sport now we've got another golf major the u.s open i'll let you fire away is that right the u.s open yeah mate the u.s open it's played at one of the oldest um oldest country clubs um in the world i believe um it was one of the founding country clubs um for the u.s Golf Association, yeah, steeped in history there. Really sort of struggling um, for form. Anyone who follows golf knows that there's a new Live Golf Tour 
which is sort of like the rock stars version of the PGA Tour. Um, I did tune in and watch some highlights. There's plenty of good golf there. Big golfers have signed. Um, I actually thought that all those golfers that did sign weren't actually allowed to play in this, but they, they appear to be named in the field. So I'm a bit lost as to what that it's all about. Whether they actually do or not, I will have to wait and see. It's uncharted territory for golf. Um, I've seen some clips, and I'll tell you what, I know I've spoken, spoken about how the greens would be at Augusta and, and then Southern Hills, but Brookline Country Club, it's basically concrete. You might as well just hit onto a concrete driveway. Um, it's pretty, pretty nasty out there. I've now just decided to back form, but form from the PGA Tour, and namely the RBC Heritage, the Canadian Open that was played. Just finished yesterday morning, actually. So no surprises. We're going to go Rory top 10 here. He won the RBC. His short game is looking unbelievable at the moment. He seems to be enjoying golf, and I think he's enjoying sort of sticking it up to the guys that took the big paychecks. He made a slight dig about Greg Norman and having won one more um, tour event than him as of the RBC Heritage. And then in the same breath, we're going to go um, Justin Thomas. Obviously, he's our last winner. Played great at the Canadian Open too. And now I've got an interesting one for you. There's a bit of value here for top 10. Um, Fitzpatrick, Matthew Fitzpatrick, the Pom, actually plays a cack-handed um, short game stroke. So anything around the greens, he, he plays like switch-handed chips. Wow. Watch out for that. It's, um, it's certainly interesting. Um, why he does it sort of beyond me. I'm a bit more of a conventional sort of player. But yeah, you, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, he's a right-hander but just reverses his grip. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're the three. Now, actually, also on Fitzpatrick, he actually won at the Country Club Brookline in 2013 as an amateur in the US Amateur Open. So he knows his way around the course and he did get a top 10 last week. So I'm looking for big things from Fitzpatrick. There's a bit of value there mm. for the people. So I'm leaving it at three this week. I know Paddy will probably come to me before kickoff on Friday morning and he usually hits me with a golfer and asks my thoughts. Um, I know he'll probably go, can we Can we just please get Colin in there? Right. He just loves him. He I love loves him. him. Oh, yeah, I don't dislike him. I don't dislike him. I just know he'll go, what do you think about Colin? I'm waiting for that message. He usually comes around 9.30 when you're yeah. tucked into bed. <laughs> Hey, hey, Christian. Hey, Christian. What do you think about Colin? Oh, all right, mate. Whack him in there. Could be worse. Could be worse. You could be asking to put fucking Deshambo or something. There. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I'm I'm leaving it at three this this week. Obviously, this this is optional. This is sort of like a bit of a bonus for us. We're flying at the moment. The golf is scary. I, I touched on it last time. It's the hardest the hardest sort of market to, to be a winner at and we're doing bloody well. So mm. keep it simple. Obviously, I, I cannot believe that Cam Smith's still getting, he didn't perform that well at the Canadian Open, but he's still getting $2 odds for top 20, which is quite juicy. Um, you know, he usually does rock up. He's got the short game to control the ball around these greens. You know, I'm unsure what sort of happened to him last week, but, you know, it, it's our boy. Smitty, so back the mullet if you want, but I'm leaving it at that. Love it, mate. T10s, Matt Fitzpatrick, $3.35. Rory McElroy, 222 
and Justin Thomas, 235. So, and as you said, $2 for Smithy, even my man, Big Colin, 215 for their T20s, T20s, Smithy, $2, Colin, 215. But I like it. But the, as you said, mate, the first two, first two majors of the season of the year, we've, we've hit, actually hit the winner. So I think we're going to go T10s. We might have a little side lick on some winners. We're not too sure yet. We'll, we'll put that up on the playbook a bit later this week. But yeah. It is. And this is very ad lib for us. We sort of, you know, we've got a busy week coming up. Both of us, I'm um, unfortunately having to go down to uh, Melbourne and play, play some uh, absolutely spectacular courses. I'm really not looking forward to it. Um, so tough life, mate. And, and then, and yeah, it's a tough life. Paddy's just got you know not much happening at all. He's only expecting his first child. It's not a big deal, anyone. Daddy daycare. Anyone who wants daddy daycare. It's the new yeah. Soon, soon we won't be talking bets. We'll be talking pro tips for dads. Uh, <laughs> it'll become a parental podcast for all the people out there. Uh, Everyone will tune in next week, and we'll be talking about you know. How to get the most amount of sleep as a new dad. <laughs> nah, good on you, mate. I'm happy for you. But um, yeah, so we are going a bit ad hoc here, obviously, sort of scrounge this podcast up to get it all out there for people. Keeping it simple. Might back some winners if we're feeling a bit, you know, a bit exotic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, um, that's about it for the tips. I love it. I've, I've managed to... <laughs> We might actually keep everyone in suspense with the best bet. What do you reckon? We might post something out there. I think so. We'll put our heads together and we'll get something out there. We need to get a board for that freaking thing. Oh, Dead set. It's cursed. I think it's cursed. Yeah. The best bet's been cursed. Mate, we do really, really well when we just back to our grassroots and we keep it simple and we know some alternative handicaps and winners and stuff. And it, it might be boring, but we do come over the top and cash in, but... We're just, we're looking for, we just want that exotic, that big boy. We deserve one and I can feel something coming, but I reckon we just settle on up for a few days, reassess and we'll, we'll post something up for sure yeah. for Thursday night. And, I, and like we do, I get, I, we, I'm fully aware that this can become a bit mundane. Obviously for the blokes who have been riding it since round one years of laughing, like it's good fun. Everyone, you know, a lot of my mates have said, oh, I'm pumped for the weekend, can't wait, blah, blah, mm. blah. Like it does get to that point, particularly when you see your sports bet account, you know, sort of sitting around the $2,000 mark like I am and, you know, you're absolutely laughing. But, um, yeah, it's, we, we, we do like to get a bit exotic with the best bet. Um, but, yeah, it's just not paying dividends. And this is what I'm saying. These multis that you put together, it's just a mug's game. Mm. Um, it's sort of a testament to the, to the singles line betting that um, we're absolutely carving up. But I'm going to go ad lib here. I've, I've got a last drinks. It's, uh, it's becoming a bit of a staple segment. I, I do like it. now. It's a very simple one, again, late notice. It's a very, very simple one, but I want you to sort of, we're sitting around 15. We've got, what, 10 rounds to go um, before the, the, the big guns come out to play. And I want to sort of get your opinions on if you had, apart from Melbourne and Penrith, if you had, okay, if you had to get, pick a team that is capable, and I want to know why, of causing an upset on either of those teams to avoid a Penrith Melbourne grand final in round 15, who do you pick? Now, I know you, everyone who's listening is probably going to go, well, we just picked the fucking Cowboys. They're coming third. But I need, do I need to remind you that they got dusted by Penrith? Mm. 
So I want you to sort of break, break it down. down a couple of break down a couple of squads for me. Give me something where you sort of think that there's a team sort of sitting, you know, from third to eight at the moment that you really think they can offer more and probably peak at the right time. Okay. Tough one, mate. Broad. Roosters, I was hiring them at the start of the year. I just don't think they have it full stop. I just don't think they have it. They have all the X factor, all the glitz and the glamour. I don't think their halves are, when it, when it comes, the whips are cracking. I don't think they can deliver on the big stage. South Sydney. They just don't have the, the leadership, the guidance to stay in the game for 80 minutes to grind. <sighs> this is tough. I said last week I was pumped up about Parramatta fans and we, we always rave on about them. I, I fucking love it. I love it. I love the banter they bring. They don't like me. I don't like them sometimes. They love me. Maybe I love them sometimes. <laughs> I think I don't trust them. I don't think they'll do it. The Parramatta Eels need to prove it to everyone. I said a successful, I've said at the start of the year with you, a successful year for the Eels is to just get to the prelim, get into the prelim final four, the last four, and give yourself a red hot chance. Just get there. Play the game. I don't care if you lose 50 nil. Just get there. I think they've got the ability to get there. I don't think they can win it all, but I think they've got the ability to get there. And what terrifies me or what I like about the Eels, which I think is a strength for them, let's just call it a strength, is their power game. When they man up, when they just take it to these bigger sides, Melbourne, Penrith. But I just get worried, or not even worried, because I don't really, frankly... I don't care if they don't make it, but I just don't think when the whips are cracking and the heat is on, the pressure's on, that they can, the big moments, I just don't think they've got the, the players, the Mitchell Moseses, et cetera, to just pull away and make the big play in the right moment when it's all chips in the middle. I just don't see it. I can see them going toe-to-toe. They've done in the regular seasons for so many times. Get to the prelim. Prove it to me. We get to the prelim, para fans, we start having different conversations. We say this season is, is a success. Sharks, I like what the Sharks do. I like their defensive structures, but I just don't. I, I, maybe they've got these, they're going to be a bit just overdone or underdone, underdone, I should say. You know, Dale Finucane in and out. Graham, I like Graham back on an edge, but I think I like, is it Wilton, Teague Wilton on an edge? Just that hard running, tough nosed bloke. I don't mind him. I'd probably say, I, I know you're not as, not that I'm high on them, but I'd probably say the two teams. I've got Penrith, Melbourne, top tier, and then I've probably got Cowboys and Paramate. And I know you might not agree with the Cowboys thing, but I don't think they can necessarily win it all. But I think those two are the next two teams that could ruffle feathers. And just with the Cowboys, I'll quickly touch base on them and then we can break it down even more if you want. What I like about the Cowboys is their defensive structures, which I've raved on all year about. It just looks like, similar to Penrith, they've just got this system. They just go through the gears. They go through the gears. And I... I think everyone, a lot of people had the wooden spoon. I did as well. And I said, the halves aren't going to have that X factor, that flair, create lots of opportunities. But they don't need that right now. They just play percentages. And it's just this well-oiled system. And you essentially know what they're going to do every set. They just grind and grind and grind. And they just wait for opportunities. I don't know. I really like the systems of the Cowboys up there. And I know Para have the, not the, I won't say capability, but they've got something in there when things click. But it's just for them, make it click. It's funny we've come to this because I've asked this question to try and provoke this reaction <laughs> because 
you sort of look at the dynamic of the table at the moment. And I know we've bashed them and we love bashing them. And yeah, they beat Penrith. But they do have that sort of kryptonite about them, so to speak, which is they can do it. Um, they have beaten Penrith. At the end of the day, they have beaten Penrith. If you remember last season too, Mitch Moses actually had a kick to win the game, I believe, and he missed it or tie the game up. Was that Penrith? He missed it. Yeah, missed it. Missed it. Yep. He missed it. They have this ability. That it's almost like they have the code to beat Penrith. Um, they do on their day. On their day, but they can do it. The Cowboys aren't close, and unfortunately. I know what you're saying, and we love the Cowboys at the moment. Like we're raving about them, but I'm, I just want—I ask this question specifically because I do agree. I do agree. I peel it all back. Now I notice you didn't touch on the Broncos because, yeah, I think the Broncos are just riding, taking nothing away from them, playing great footy. They're riding a pretty decent schedule at the moment. Um, you know, I'd like to see when they do get come up against the big guns how they go. You know, the big guns being Melbourne and and Penrith. Um, I'm fully aware that you left them out, and I think rightly so. They're performing great, but they're not close. Um, and I probably dropped Cowboys into that bracket as well. That next they're, year. That next year, they're performing well. But when you want to talk about heavyweights who are somewhat performing, you've then got this outlier at the moment, which is Parramatta, because you've got underperforming Souths and really underperforming Roosters. Mm. And then you've got Parra that are sort of giving you enough I mean, if they produce what they produced last week, they get dusted. But, and it's interesting that I've asked this question now because they did get dusted by the Bulldogs. But they have beaten Penrith. And I think for that reason, I agree with you, mate. I think if we had to pick a team right now that could upset and win the comp, para fans, write this down, get, get it on record because I'm not giving you anything more. I think the third team that can cause an upset and a ruckus in this year's final series is going to be Parramatta. Yep. Yep. Penrith, Melbourne at the top. I've got Para and Cowboys there. You've got Cowboys in that next tier. Totally understandable. They need to prove it. With the Eels, similar to last year, I just worry that essentially you've got to be in the top four to, to win the competition. They've got to get up. If they keep this inconsistency during this year, like the regular season, it's going to cost them when it comes September. They're going to have to do it the long way, which is fucking tough. They've got the formula. Even when they beat Penrith, we were bashing them. We controlled field position the whole yeah. time. They were coming out of the end. We fucking bashed them. We talked about our big boys, Fisher Harris, Leota, bent the line back, absolutely pounded um, Junior Bolo and RCG, but they kept coming. They showed some grit and some guts. I think they've got the formula. It's just when it counts. That's all it is. When it counts. And I, is it fair for me to say they, they, you know, prelim, final four, that's a successful season for them? They've gone to that next step? I think any other, any other year you would say that. However, mm. however, this is the final hurrah for them, mate. You know what I mean? So it's probably, it's probably unsuccessful. Okay. I think they've got to make a grand final this year. And it's unfortunately, it's probably going to be the hardest year to make a grand final. Mm. Like you've got Melbourne Storm playing the way that they are. And then you've got a team that's fucking four points ahead of them. Mm. Oh, it's outrageous. It's crazy. 
and you and then para fans pumping up saying it's their year. I tell you what, prove like Paddy said, prove it to them, get to that prelim, and at least give yourselves a sniff, mm-hmm. and then maybe maybe you get Penrith on that day again, maybe. Maybe yeah. you get Melbourne Storm on that on just like Penrith did the year, year before last year. You get Melbourne Storm on an off day. You get Penrith on an off day because your team can do it if you get them on an off day. And like, let's not beat around the bush. I'm taking nothing away. I'm not a sore loser when it comes to Penrith. There was a few lucky bounces of the ball in that game. There was a few bad kicks from Cleary, like conversion attempts. You kick one from four, I believe. Everything went your way. You got and you took that opportunity and you won. You're going to need that, but you're not going to. It, there's no point in talking about it if you can't at least get to that final four. That's the thing, mate. So we talk about, I, I agree hundred percent. You said we'll, we'll give them their, give them their flowers. They deserved it. They, they made the most of that opportunity to get to that final four. They're, they're probably going to have to get through maybe a Cowboys. Cowboys have flogged them this year. Cronulla. Cronulla got them on the bell this year. Roosters. They're going to be jostling for that bottom four of the eight. Roosters, you know, Roosters might go up a bit, power come down. That might be the crucial first round of the finals. Who gets the home, who gets the home field? Who's the home team? They've, they've got the Roosters again this week, but they've already lost the Roosters. So it's fascinating. They've just, yeah, I think I agree. I think that's fair. We give them the respect. They're that team that can ruffle the feathers. They just have to prove it to us. Yep. And I agree, mate. I really, I enjoyed that. So Makes you think, doesn't it? It makes you think. It's a very interesting dynamic. When you take, when you take Melbourne and Penrith out of this competition, it, it, it's, it becomes very, very interesting, mate. And uh, yeah, I, I did, I, was sort of hoping that you'd, you'd back Para there because we just spent the whole episode bagging the shit out of him, and that's why mm. I answered that, why I asked that question. Because um, yeah, I just think that on the day and on the on the right day and the wrong day for the respective teams, Para can can do it. So get to that final four, Para fans, and yeah, maybe we'll maybe you can sit at the table with the big dogs and eat. Yeah, I love it. That's nice, bro. That's really good. Uh, I've, actually, I'll say it for another day. We might talk talk off air about it, but I've got this big. Not outrageous. That's not even outrageous. It's just a statement about the Eels that I've, I've said it before. I'll, I'll, I'll he's avoiding you. the death threats. He's avoiding the death threats. Yeah, he's going might... off air. He, he's going dark. Only I'll know. Exactly. Know. I don't want to. Yeah, mate. This could be. A, this would be probably be our last episode. I'd, I'd be gone six foot under. They'd find me. <laughs> only just fi- down the M4. Right. Oh. They'd find me down at Vincent having a nice coffee and they'd take me out the back. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. If you ever want to find him, people. Autographs or whatever, that's where it'll be. <laughs> All right, Christian. What a show, bro. We've got to wrap it up, get to work. Um, yeah, we've covered it all. Accountability, our weekly news, Origin 2 teams, they'll be announced Sunday. And then next week, we can, I'm sure, I'm hoping we do an episode preview the game. We'll, we'll be able to figure something out, see how our predictions and team changes stick if they do. Uh, weekly lines. US Open, tune in. We'll be going ham. And last drinks. That was sensational. Any last comments, bro? Or... Uh, mate, I'll let you I'll let you head off. Rock and roll. All right, bro. Good. Um, enjoy your week down in Melbourne. I'll I'll try. Get some good content <laughs> and we'll yeah, we'll talk to you, bro. <laughs> All right, mate. All right. See you, Christian. See you, mate. Thank you for listening to Patty's Playable. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playbook. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.